651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I miss a trip to Morgantown. Not that I would have heard that. They only play that when they uh, play Pitt at home. But no, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's that's pretty cool. That's what, were very you, cool. what were you telling me yesterday? Um, I'm guessing everyone can guess what the blurred out word there was. It's eat blank pits. <laughs> right. I think everyone can guess. The old AD uh, would not allow that song to be played in the stadium. And the new one was like, hell yeah. Play it. Break it up. I think that's the case, and maybe the text line knows a little bit better than I do. I think I just saw a, I think I just saw a tweet that was talking about like the new AD is like the the real hero of this whole thing. Like, but I, I and I kind of assumed like that was the deal. And I get I saw a little bit that someone had come up with it like back in like 2008 or yeah. something and. Well, they uh, they sang that uh, game day was there, I don't know, a little over 10 years ago, maybe. So they're live game day, and they're singing that in the background, and Corso and Herb Street and all of them are just, they're just laughing about it. That's which Cor- Corso said far worse on the set of College Game Day, <laughs> right. but still, they, they got a nice chuckle out of that. That was great. West Virginia Pitt game this weekend. Yeah, Greg from Lawton and some others are asking what they say. It's It rhymes with... Eat, spit, pit. Yeah. All right? And <laughs> that's for... as close as I can get without Greg. really scaring what myself. What did they say? 310, <laughs> I do not know this version of Sweet Caroline. Yeah, now you do. You're welcome. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, boy, they got a nice win this weekend, but not a whole lot of great wins to go around for the Big 12 up to this point, man. Hmm. And I think last week... We agree the the best three teams or the top three teams in a Big 12 power poll would be OU, Texas, Kansas State, however you want to order that. But Texas has this great win at Alabama, but this looks like a bad Bama offense. Then Texas doesn't back that up with the great performance against Wyoming. Kansas State loses on the road to Missouri, and now they're really beat up, man. Mm -hmm. Um, That good linebacker that they have is out for the year, Daniel Mm. Green. Kansas State's beat up at quarterback for the 18th consecutive year. Every Will year. Howard is questionable now going into the UCF game. We thought this conference was wide open going into the year. It may be even more wide open uh, as it sits today. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, of the teams that are undefeated right now in the conference, BYU, they had a nice win over Arkansas. I watched some of that game. They looked pretty solid to me. Yeah. 
You know, I don't know what to make of Not Arkansas, great offensively their first two games, but that game against the best team they played, they were well, marching up and down the field. And they, they broke out like they must have they must have had a conversation offensively like we have stagnated. We don't have a whole lot going on because I I didn't watch every play, but as I kept like glancing over, they were running gadget plays and and like it looked like a high flying offense and I know that really hasn't been what they've done up to this point. Like, how long can you continue to do stuff like that? That's like a quick fix that, you know, you typically can't just march through a whole season running double reverse pass. So, uh, I don't know with BYU, but it's still a nice win on the road. Kansas is undefeated. And oh. a nine-point favorite at home against BYU this Saturday. Kansas is a nine-point favorite against that 3-0 BYU team. I, and I'll Ve- take them. Ve- I'll take Kansas. Vegas and I think even the public – are really coming around to the idea, and I know KU hasn't played a really difficult schedule yet, but just judging by the the lines and the lines that they've been covering, it's this that wasn't a one year fluke, man. Kansas is they yeah. got a good football team. And there there may be they may be overvaluing Kansas to some degree, but still I think they're pretty good. Um Texas is three and and then UCF is three and Everyone else has a loss. So, like, I don't know. Like, what? It, I guess Arkansas and Alabama are the two best wins. Am I missing one? <sighs> no, nah, I mean Pitt obviously is not in that category right nope. now. I mean those are two road wins at Arkansas and Alabama. I would say, unless we're missing an obvious one like we did with BYU initially yesterday, those that would seem like the the two best. And and Baylor was close with Utah. They played them really tough. Tech played Oregon really tough. Um. But it's... I'll tell you an upset that I have on my radar this weekend, mm. um, and it would be bad news for another Big 12 team. But I, I think that SMU team is, is pretty good. I think that they are more than capable of going to Fort Worth and beating TCU this weekend. Yeah. I guess TCU looked better this week against Houston. I didn't – I just I saw think, the final of that Houston one. Houston might be – I think they're the worst team in the league at this yeah. point. Yeah. So I don't know how much I'm willing to take away from that. But it's a really interesting week in the conference. Um, Here's OU's toughest test against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's first Big 12 game, right? We just talked about SMU-TCU. I think that's going to be a close game. BYU and Kansas, both teams are 3-0. OSU going to Iowa State. In no way is that going to be an entertaining game to watch. But it should at least be a close game. Two teams that are desperately looking for a win, especially Oklahoma State. Iowa State is a slight favorite, and let's see if Matt Campbell tries to fight another fan like he did on Saturday. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's going to be an awesome weekend just in general for oh, football, man. too. There's, a, there's some big-time games. Florida State, Clemson, Auburn, A&M, a bunch of top 25 Florida State, matchups. Clemson, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that one. And even Alabama Ole Miss to see if they can get back at least a little bit offensively. Let's see. FSU's a two-and-a-half-point favorite going to Clemson. What do you think? I think Florida State's going to win that game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen anything from Clemson up to this point that makes me think that they're capable of beating a Florida State team with that much talent. That's the point. I mean. And I know FSU didn't look great last week against Boston College, but I I think think they're going to go out to Clemson and win, man. Okay. I'm not saying they're not. They they probably should. That's a tough place to go win. 
UCLA, Utah, Ole Miss, Alabama. Um, there's a lot of good Ohio stuff. State, Notre Dame. Yeah. South Bend on Saturday nights. Oregon it, State, Washington State. This is uh, this is the best weekend of college football that we've had up to this point. Oh, and it ain't close. So I am a, a non-11 a.m. guy, but this is actually a good week to have an 11 a.m. road game kickoff because you can watch all the other great games the rest of the day. Can UCF beat KSU? Um, if Will Howard doesn't play, absolutely. I think, will both teams be out there starting quarterback? Because I think John Rice Plumley got hurt at Boise, and he's going to be out a few weeks. So I think both teams could be playing with their backups. Hmm. Yes is my is my answer to that. Okay. Very interesting. Well, wild. It's a wild year, man. And I, I love it. I think this is great for college football. You know, like I asked Coach Stoops, it feels like the parity is here with the with the transfer portal. There's the top teams have shared some of their roster with with everyone else, and it's it's helped out a lot. You know, there's there's a bunch of down roster guys that are okay. Maybe you can't start at defensive tackle for Georgia. But you can start at defensive tackle for North Carolina, or who knows, and like just spreading that talent out. I think you're starting to see the effects, man. I really do because I don't, and maybe it's too early, and and these teams are going to emerge. But and I think quarterback does have a lot to do with it. But man, I see some good football from some from the non-Power 5 teams from some of your middle-tier conference teams in the Power 5, and I see football at the top that's, frankly, not as sharp, not as good as it's been in the past. Drew from Flower Mound says, Jordan Travis got injured versus Boston College. I'll say it again. FSU, like OU, should win their conference. They'll only lose if they beat themselves. Yeah. I think the Travis kid came back in that game, though, didn't he? Uh, I didn't see. I think he got hurt before half and then came in in the second half. KW the 918, I know Fox calls 11 a.m. their primetime window, which is laughable in itself, but has anyone told them fans, vendors, recruits, administrators, aliens, literally nobody can stand 11 a.m. kickoffs? Home or away, it's a joke to have games starting that early. Well, that is a great text message from K-Dub. But I've got bad news for you, uh, K-Dub in the 918. Fox doesn't care what fans think. They don't care what aliens think. The only people they care about are advertisers. And the advertisers don't care. All they want to know is how many people are sitting there watching the game. And unfortunately, a lot of people watch the 11 a.m. games. If fans don't want to watch, don't want uh, big time games at eleven a.m., everyone should band together and say we're not turning the TV on anymore. That's the only way it would ever. If change. OU is going to stay in the Big Twelve, I'd be willing to do that. Now I'm just going to be on my high horse in the SEC and laugh. Yeah. At the peasants who played eleven a.m. every Saturday moving forward. It's going to be one of those timing things where. Sankey's going to be, you know, all the new demographics are saying oh, Don't that, say that. Please don't say that. Even though the night games are more enjoyable and look better on TV, the ratings oh, no. are better at 11 a.m. Let's dr- put that Alabama. All the, all the drunk Oklahoma Southerners who don't get as much time to drink before the game will riot. That right. happens. Sarks Vodka says, 
It seems my Oklahoma State pick of being our toughest game will not turn out to be a smart pick, LOL. Yeah, wow, that was an awful take on my part. Well, don't, you don't know that yet. No one remembers it, Sark, so just quit bringing it back to everyone's attention until it happens. Really outed himself. And then you go back and say, I told you guys that back in September. Uh, SMU beats TCU by double digits. Take it to the bank. It's from the 918. Okay. Would you be shocked if SMU rolls out there and puts the beat down on the Horned Frogs? I wouldn't be shocked. I would be... I'd be surprised if they go in there and, and handle them by do- double digits. I think I think they have a chance to win the football game, though. Guy says, whoa, worst. Did OSU leave the conference? That's in reference to me saying that Houston uh, is the yeah, worst yeah, yeah. team in the league. I, I do think that's the only team that OU, or excuse me, OSU would be favored against right now is Houston because they're What's... not favored against Iowa State this okay. weekend. So everyone knows the situation going on at State. They got pummeled by South Alabama. Uh Gundy said he didn't see any real major flaws. I don't flaws. see any major flaws, any major changes. I think we're fine. <laughs> He'll let us know in three weeks, which, hey. you Okay, I'm telling myself this. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I'm just thinking there's no way that that's the dialogue that's happening in the building. Uh, it's one thing to say that to But the I want to believe that that is the dialogue going on in the building. Maybe it is, but I have to believe that uh, behind those doors there's like a burning... Guys, we ain't showing nothing till Iowa State. <laughs> That's what's going on. Uh, I. What do you think is going to go down? I mean... I, I think that they're going to have a terrible year, man. I, 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 I think agree. That, I think that the lack of recruiting effort and a lot of other things are catching up to them. Um, I just... I don't see an answer for them offensively. You know, like none of the three quarterbacks have had a real bright moment up to this point, and well, they can't run the ball along with it. The offensive line's not great. It's almost as – I'm almost to the point with them that put Bowman in there and just go air raid now and just throw it all around the field. That's what I field. thought they were going to do. Uh, it doesn't – to me, quarterback – Whenever you see the way their quarterbacks are playing, that's like the issue is, and I'm not saying they, they're great at quarterback, but they're so bad on the offensive line that I don't think it matters. They, yeah, they can't block they or they can't run the ball. No, I mean, nothing. And they, they didn't even, the old Jim Moore quote, they didn't even try to run the ball last week in the first half. Yeah, I, I they've got serious issues on the offensive line. And I guess I don't understand – why Gundy doesn't like the portal. Oklahoma State is made for the portal, right? Especially at the skill position spots, you would think. I I, I just think that he is like taking this weird stand that he wants it to be the way it was 20, 25 years ago, and we're seeing it there. We're seeing it at Clemson, man. If you... Not saying that you have to love it, but you have to adapt to it or you're going to get left behind. Well, and, and I think that there is a lot of arrogance, too, that what are they going to do? Fire me? I make $7.5 million a year. My buyout's like $21 million. I'm sure there's a lot of arrogance there that he's going to run it the way that he wants to run it. And yeah. who cares? Well, I, I respect somebody with principles that says – this is not the way we should be doing it. 
we're not doing the kids any favors by doing it like this. Like, we need to be like, – there, there's a method to the madness, and we've been doing it this way for a reason. It's not just because we've always done it this way. Like, I can understand the principles uh, and what he's he's doing. But you have to be willing to lose because you're just not going to be able to compete. I um, – like, we're – you're kind of laughing about the South Alabama loss, and it's the worst loss of his career. I, I don't know if we're painting the picture enough of just how critical of a spot that they're really in. At least I think that they're in a really critical spot right now. Yeah. How can you not think that? They just lost 33-7 to at home to South Alabama, and there was nothing about that that was a fluke. And yeah, OU and Texas are leaving the league, leaving the conference after this year, but that conference is still going to be very competitive top to bottom with Utah and Colorado and some of the other schools coming in. And if, if they don't adapt, if they don't show more of an effort on, in, in the recruiting space or via the portal, Teddy, they're going to fall behind even more. Well, like, I, I'm serious, man. I, I think that they're in real jeopardy right now. They're in a danger zone. And if you're a, you're a fan, just think, I, can you imagine – Getting absolutely curb stomped at home, not beat, pounded at home by a non-power five team, and the next day your coach says, "I felt better after I watched the film." <laughs> I mean, we I, played better than I thought. Who couldn't have? I mean, anyone could have predicted that that was going to happen. But I, I, I see your point. They played. You played. Better than you thought you did, and it was what thirty three seven. I'm still shocked the local media up there didn't ask him if he liked glazed donuts or long johns better. That's normally how it's handled after a loss. There, I know. I, I'm like that's the thing that makes you mad. I I think a, a lot of Oklahoma State's fan base probably understands. All right, with what went down, quarterback that's been a long time starter. Like this is a rebuilding year, but whenever you get beat like that by a team like that at home. And the coach is like, well, I don't think we got any major flaws. And it, it was better than I thought after I went and watched the, uh, the film. We played better than I thought we did. You played better than you thought you did? Like, that's the opposite of what I you wanted to hear. I don't think – they're winning six games this year, dude. Six? <laughs> they're winning six games. That bull streak that they're all proud of up there, um, I think that, that bad boy is coming to an end this year. Find me four more wins on that schedule. I, uh, well, I, I dare you. I, that's what, I'm sitting here thinking – they might beat Iowa State. or They're a dog in that game on the road. That's far from a guarantee. Unless something major changes. They ain't beating Kansas State. They ain't beating Kansas. They ain't beating West Virginia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, UCF. They might beat Houston, and they're not beating BYU. Like they're, at best, I see two wins the rest of the way out. <laughs> just just a, a quick hilarious text from the text line. The local press probably asked him waffles or pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Yes. That joke never gets old. Oh, man, that is brilliant. That's text a, that's a two-year-old joke, and it's never not funny. Oh, that's amazing. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. 
Looking for a primary care doctor who puts your health first? Look to Norman Regional. Your health is our top priority. Norman Regional Primary Care Clinics provide compassionate, expert care with a physician or provider. FDIC. he's taking pressure off himself or not but he looks like he's having a lot more fun and that was prior you know to the start of the season I think the group of guys around him uh, both players and coaches everybody's more comfortable just being in the system for another year and then some of the newcomers have have really adjusted quickly but uh, you know I think he's just again he's a a guy that's played a lot of football Uh, his best football is at the end of his collegiate career because he's again the game slows down for you you know what you see in from defenses and uh, anticipating you know what you're doing on offense where the breaks are things like that but I think it's a combination of of that experience and then the guys around him being a little more confident and sure of you know what they're doing you know in year two and then again having a, a season where maybe play off of your strengths and then hey really focus and spend time on areas that I need to get better at whether it's decision making or situational football there's uh, Brent Venables earlier today at his press conference talking about Dylan Gabriel saying yes maybe a little bit more loose relaxed just look like he's having a a lot more fun out there definitely looks more loose relaxed and uh, in charge hasn't looked hurried or panicked anything like that he's just seemed calm cool and Collected in almost an under-the-radar type of start to the season. What, 11 touchdowns, one interception, mm-hmm. 80-plus percent uh, completion percentage. He's just been – he's everything he's, you've needed him to be throughout the first three games. That continues. He, he don't have a chance in New York City. So, why still the – I don't know, is haters – Maybe yes. not the right. Is no, that right? haters are the haters is absolutely the right I, word. I, well, I think there's some haters, and I think there's some people that still just aren't sold. They don't think he's a. I don't think he's like a game breaker, like someone that in a like in a in a tough game when things are even, like he's the guy that can elevate your team. I think people are still. Not sold on that, and I think, and that might that that might be fair. Um, and we'll see if he can elevate this year or not. But like the haters group that we're talking about, just won't acknowledge the great games that he had. Won't acknowledge anything that he does well. That's all from last year. They saw last season, and they refuse to think he's going to be anything other than a quarterback of a six and seven team. Yeah, which is the and wrong way to to look at it. But anything that. Any statistics or anything that we've seen so far explained away by, you know, talent that we're playing against. And and I, I mean, they've got some ground to stand on, but it's, to me, it's still just a sour apples type of take on Dylan Gabriel. And... I get it, man. Sometimes whenever people are burned, and he didn't really burn anyone. I mean, he came here. He transferred here. 
to play for the University of Oklahoma. He could have gone. What was it? U, uh, UCLA. And that where well, he, was? he was. He was at UCLA. Right. I mean, he was there. So, I I I don't know why people. I don't know. I think we're in a good spot. I think Dylan Gabriel's been exceptional up to this point. I don't think he's perfect, but I don't think anyone's perfect. Um, I, I mean, I watched Caleb Williams whenever he was here do some miraculous things. Uh, a handful of miraculous things surrounded by a ton of bad football. Right? Sure. But he had the ability to... Sometimes all that and all in one play. Bad football, <laughs> drop the snap, and then an incredible no play doubt. to throw a touchdown. But, you know, he had the ability to elevate and flip the switch and do something whenever you absolutely needed it. And I guess, here's the, the thing is, I don't think yet we've seen Dylan Gabriel. Like, he hasn't had a Baker Mayfield at Tennessee moment. No, well, after a six and seven, no, obviously not, and no one that. Like, the, the, what's his best? His best moment is the longest run of the Brent Venables era, the touchdown run against Nebraska when right. you were down seven nothing in the game. Yeah, that's, that's probably his best moment, and that is why I think people just aren't sold on him yet. Okay, well, and and that's that's fair, I, I suppose. The um, problem is, I'm just evaluating him. I'm evaluating him on what I've seen this year and not trying to let – because if I let last season totally cloud my judgment on every single player this year, then it's going to be really tough to evaluate things, like no, especially it. on the good side of things. Here's the problem, though. If you're waiting on that Baker Mayfield-Tennessee moment, which at the time we thought was – was huge and it was, but Tennessee. It's not like they went ten and two that year, where they were they were under five hundred that season. Didn't they end up going, having a bad year? Um, Butch Jones got fired, right? No, that was that was in his second year. I think they ended up winning eight games that season. Well, the problem is that I think Cincinnati is a really good football team, and we're going on the road up there for their first conference game in the Big Twelve, but. He'll get no credit for beating Cincinnati on the road. No. It doesn't matter. Like, if it's if it's a close game and he does, like, something great at the end to win it, well, it's Cincinnati. The only game, the only game on this entire schedule that he'll get any credit for is Texas. Sure. And you know what? Go out and play well and win that game. That's it. I mean, maybe some would think that that's unfair, but that's the reality of the situation. So that's your biggest game of the year by far and away. Go out, go out there and play well in that game. And 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 I think if he does that, this team wins. Um, even the haters will turn their opinion around. Tennessee was eight and four, by the way, regular season in twenty fifteen. I know it's incredible. It's, 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 it's incredible. I know. Um, incredibly dorky, it, not incredibly impressive. Here's the thing. I I think that we are going to have an uneasy fan base going into the Texas game. Because I think Cincinnati is like, – we're not going to score 60 points on Cincinnati. Not with that attitude. Well, I guess we could. I just – I don't see that happening. I, I see a lower scoring game. And even though Iowa State flat out cannot score on offense, they can play great defense and are – our numbers are probably not going to be great coming out of Iowa State either. So the next two weeks, 
we're going to look worse than we actually are on offense. Okay. And people are going to be all I'll store, I'll store that information. Yeah. I'm, I'm not ready to go there yet. I think Iowa State is going to do like a Red Bow U in the Bourbon Bowl, the, yeah. the movie Waterboy, uh-huh. and just take a knee three times and then punt it away, try to run as much clock as possible. Oh, you mean they're going to do the same thing they've been doing all season? Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Uh, a lot of text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line from the 405. We're not haters, we're doubters. Right. 214, let's see if he can light up Cincinnati. I, the one, the one chance we have to light up Cincinnati, and I hope we do it, is just torching them on deep stuff. 405, people just don't think he can go out and win you a game. Right. 405, the haters need to move on and get over it, so this is a new year. What about, forget the haters, what about the doubters, as we heard from the previous text? 950, SoCal Sooner, I think it may have something to do with him being left-handed also. Hmm, for some reason... It just looks weird, different, hard to accept. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look different because different looks great. So it looks different with Jackson Arnold. Cherokee Sooner, we've been so spoiled with elite quarterbacks in the past several years. And some people's minds going from Carl's Jr. to DG is like going from crack to weed. <laughs> I think DG is a solid QB and will be just fine. That's a hell of a... Thank you for really bringing that one home, Cherokee Sooner. That's a hell of an example. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're all on the same page now with that that comparison. Four oh five, six and seven without Gabriel last year, two and ten without him. Glad he's here. Sean yeah. says DG's not the reason we went six and seven. He is the reason we didn't go three and nine. He's a really good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. Um I we have we have yet to see Dylan Gabriel with an offensive line that is anywhere close to what Mayfield had in 17, Murray had in 18, and Hertz had in 19. The only thing that Dylan Gabriel has better, the only thing than Hertz, than Mayfield, than Murray, uh, is a better defense. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's it. it. That's that's it. Nothing else. That's seriously – and a coach that isn't a D-bag, but that goes without saying. <laughs> that's seriously the – that's the absolute truth. Oh, I know. That's why I said it. Well, I mean, whenever you, whenever it's laid out there, uh, I don't know I – don't, I don't think there's one player on this offense right now that would start on the 17 team. Now, 18 and 19, I'll have to go back and look a little bit closer, but – I don't think there there is, right? Uh, Mark Andrews would be starting on the 2017 team, as would uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown and C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. as well as Rodney Anderson at running back. And offensive and line. And offensive line, yeah. And then you had C.D. and Hollywood back in 2018. Uh, yeah. That's, Who was the main back in 18? Well, it was supposed to be Rodney Anderson. He got hurt. Ended up being, uh, what, Sermon, I guess? Sermon and uh, Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy Brooks had a big Kennedy year. Brooks. Yeah. Yep, Kennedy Brooks. And then 19, Kennedy Brooks, and um, came in late. Who was it? Um, in 2019, came well, in late? I, th- I guess I'm thinking that's 2020. Ramondre yeah, that was, uh, was a well, – Yeah, well, yeah, Ramondre, because, what, Kennedy Brooks uh, opted out of 2020, right. correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well – 
weird stuff. We'll see what happens with it. I'm 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 in DG's corner. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit a couple things that caught my eye. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. You're simply the best. This fall, Riverwind is the best place to play. And the best music and food truck festival around, Beats and Bites. Come sing along to the Gym Blossoms with Tonic. 405 let's get to it. Story number one is? Um, I hated to see the knee injury with Chubb last night. Like, literally hated to, to see it. It was yeah, like, li- disgusting. You're right. Don't ever want to see it again. Um, that was brutal. Uh, I hate that, but the real story coming out of that is Deshaun Watson not playing very good. Baker Mayfield shining down in Tampa. Is this going to be what we see the rest of the year? Is it too early to tell? Um, This is what we're going to see. This is what I want to see for the rest of the year. The Browns with relatively high expectations going into this year. Miss out on the playoffs, and your boy Baker ends up winning the NFC South. Sorry, just hard to hard to uh, root for the Browns and Deshaun Watson. I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, I I agree. I, feels like they're in a good spot right now. Feels like you know Tampa's going to be in the fight in that uh, that div- division. Saints obviously. will be what the Saints are two and zero, I guess, as well in the NFC South. Panthers are zero and two. They're not very good. Yeah, Tampa's got a chance though. Um, now I thought this was interesting and I know people may be starting to get some Colorado fatigue, but I liked what Colorado head football coach Deion Sanders said about the death threats and the, the kid there at Colorado state that had the bad hit on Travis Henry. And, and I thought Travis Henry had a, like what he said was pretty good too. You know, th- Hey, this is football. It happens. We're moving on. Um, I think that's the right way to handle it because I mean, it was dirty, but I, uh, death threats, it ain't nearly as dirty as, as some things you see on a football field. The Typically, it's done from an offensive You know what everyone is referencing the play? Um, I, I've seen a lot of people like throwback is the, the play in the Orange Bowl when OU played Florida and Manny Johnson essentially got hit right in the face mask on that deep ball. Yeah. Saying, well, what about this? What about this play? That's, this play is just as dirty as that one. Per- I thought that was interesting, that play is being brought up. Well, it's perfectly legal. Um, I, the point is true that it wasn't very long ago that this play was like got you on the highlight show on ESPN, and this one is now – We've gone so far that this one's going to give you uh, get you death threats, but I, I'm still upset because I want to see one of the best players in the country with this uh, schedule they have coming up. It's a terrible time for him to be out. The worst time. All right, that's all I got. Colorado, Colorado State, fifth most watched oh, college yeah. football game in ESPN history. 9.3 million viewers at Ooh. a... Kind of at a tough time for the right. East Coasters and even uh, Central Time Zone. Most streamed game million. ever, right? And I think in that time slot, it's the highest uh, yeah. rated game ever. The right. on effect is real. And here, you know what? I don't know how good Colorado is, and I don't know how good Colorado State is. But give us a game that's chippy, 
with a little bit of drama built during the week coming into it, and people are going to tune in, right? Boxing should take a uh, should take a lesson for uh, how to promote uh, certain fights. So, are you telling me that we should now do like a joint press conference between yes. coaches? Yes, on Friday. I've afternoon? watched that every single Friday afternoon. If the we quarterback way, we would air that live on this show. If even if it had nothing to do with OU. Brett McMurphy has his recent bowl projections out. Oh, boy. He's is, got... Are we still outside of his top 25? Mm, that's another guy, kind of. I'll, I'll well, tell you he about had that us next. out of it last, last week, didn't he? Well, I don't know how he does. Um, hopefully there's no black Escalades driving around the Cotton Bowl. Uh-oh. He's got OU and USC playing in the Cotton Bowl. Woo. Well, if uh, the network execs are, are looking at that, uh, the ratings from the Colorado-Colorado State game... They'll probably try and get us in that game with the uh, University of Southern Cal. Dennis Dodd of CBS has his power rankings for this week. Mm-hmm. OU is ranked 16th in the AP poll. Dennis Dodd has no, OU number 24 in his power rankings saying, Wow, hell, they ain't played no one. I can't tell what they are yet. It's true. Just inside the top 25. It's true. But, you know, you can. I think you can say that about Several teams. Meanwhile, OU is uh, number two in the ESPN FPI rankings. I don't know what goes into those rankings exactly anyway, but number two in those. Number 24 Mm. in someone's power rankings poll, number two in the ESPN FBI poll. I think. Who knows? I think someone is. Well, I guess right. Someone is way closer to, to the truth than the other. I guess we'll. I know who I think it is. We'll have to wait and see where it goes. I'm about to uh, last one for me. I'm about to hit you with a lot in the next 15 seconds with okay. the story. Okay, and it's going to go anywhere when I say a tailgating Bills fan. A tailgating uh-huh. Bills fan says he was jacked up on cocaine, LSD, alcohol, and weed. Uh, he covered himself in poop inside a porta potty. Got naked and went streaking into the new Bill Stadium construction sites, where he then fell into a 30-fit pit and flipped off a police chopper that was flying overhead. So, like I said, I was hit you with a lot there. Uh, I don't know where you want to start, but a tailgating Bills fan on cocaine, LSD, alcohol, and weed went into a porta potty, covered himself, uh, went streaking in the new Bill Stadium, fell in a 30-foot pit. Police chopper hmm. overhead, flipped off the police chopper. And I'm assuming because of all of the drugs, like the more drugs you are are on, I guess the less chance you have of hurting yourself when you fall into a 30-foot pit. It's just an <laughs> odd way of the, of the way the world works. But I, that is quite the cocktail yeah. of substances. Yeah. Do, they, at, do some of those cancel each other out? Is that what, how that happens, I, where he can stay alive? I think the LSD might cancel everything else. That's Jeez. just that's just pure LSD high, I guess. You know, yeah. we think the SEC fans are crazy or crazier, and they are, but these NFL fans, like there's a Patriots fan that died, I guess, yeah. uh, from getting hit. It's just insane, man. Fights, it's crazy. It's like the tailgating. Tailgating at college is like, let's watch some other games. Let's cook some good food. Tailgating at the NFL is like, it's like a bachelor debauchery. party. Debauchery. 
that always ends in some type of violence later. All right, quick time out. We'll come back and wrap up hour number two next. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Six catches, 20 yards, and one touchdown through three games. Six catches, 20 yards, one touchdown through... Through three games. One touchdown receiving? Uh, Yeah, correct. It didn't like the numbers didn't surprise me when I saw them, but based on the start I thought he was going to have, it's it would have surprised me a little bit. Freeman, yeah, your yeah. Uh, prediction for wide receiver one or the hey. leading wide receiver. Um, it is. It has been strange. He hadn't gotten a whole lot of time. Um, just kind of how it is at this point, and he, frankly, I don't know where it's going to come from. Right. Well, if Nick Anderson is really going to be a legitimate threat within this offense and Farouk's not going away. Gibson seems to be gaining something. Now, Andrew Anthony is, again, leading your team in receiving yards. He's probably your main deep threat. It's just going to come down to a numbers game for him. Well, not he's, a good one. He's, he's going to be getting the – like the Drake Stoops snaps or where he would be getting the snaps, and Drake's playing really good. Yeah, he right? is. So um, – He's looks like going to be limited moving forward unless something happens injury wise or or something else. You're just not going to you're you're in no way are you going to take Drake out of the rotation or give him less reps. He's just and we talk about Tawie Walker being the dependable guy at running back. Drake's your dependable guy at wide receiver. You know know what you're getting every single week. Blocks really tough. uh, Fights for those third down catches. Really good down around the goal line. Yep. Drake's having a great year. Jason OC says the LSD porta potty guy needs a guest spot on the rush. Can you imagine the questions the ref army would come up with to ask him? He sounds like a guy that I could be in a room with for like 30 seconds before I'd want to slap him. We, uh, and that's sober, right? Not even on the LSD and Coke and weed and beer and whatever else he's on. We would have to pay that collect call if we wanted him on a guest spot. I'll, I will. I'll listen in intently whenever he's on with Plank or uh, Toby. <laughs> um, someone was saying that uh, LSD, LSU fans eat LSD uh, for breakfast. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a fact. Makes sense. I, I see Sark saying, unfortunately, none of those drugs cancel each other out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a loser. You know, I mean, come on. You're at a Buffalo Bills game. Guess Just, that fan base. We should have guessed that fan base. I oh. think I think the Buffalo Bills would have been would have been the first guess. Yeah, I don't know. Or one of the California West Coast teams. Yeah, probably. All right, quick time NFL out. Teams. Uh, we'll come back with the final hour next. Stay tuned. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. 
Introducing the next generation at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. And we're talking Sierras. 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab SLT 5.3. Take up to $72.50 off MSRP when you trade in your 2009 GM car, truck, or SUV for qualified buyers. Be part of the new and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Headed to Cincinnati for the UC Oklahoma football game on Saturday, September 23rd. Then join Martino's on Vine and KREF as your host of the OU Tailgate Party from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Time, 9 to 11 Eastern Time. Martino's on Vine is thrilled to host the official party for OU fans on game day. Located just two blocks from Nippert Stadium, Martino's will have a special OU Fan Zone area set up directly behind Martino's for the KREF postgame show. Martino's will be serving up plenty of ice cold beer and great food. We'll see you there, Sooner fans. Hey, hey, and Norman has been serious about fun in North.